Welcome to Armchair Preaching, a podcast of the First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland, Florida. This is a podcast about God's Word, the beauty of the gospel, and what it takes to communicate that truth to others. I'm your host, Pastor Zach McGowan, and on today's episode, Pastor Rebecca, Pastor John, and myself talk about our favorite things about the Christmas season. We also discuss the last message in our series entitled Presence. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome back, everybody. Armchair Preaching, episode number 51. This is the... Five, one. This is the last episode of 2021. Uh And I don't know about you, but this year did not... Just like 2020 did not go the way we all thought it was going to go. Not quite When did we start back to the... When did we start the armchair preaching back? That wasn't we didn't do the full year. Of that. No, we actually started back over the well at the the first series. Um, Once we started back to th- three services, we started back to three services in July. Then we kind of had like a kind of a getting our bearings. Getting I think it was like the first of August. I have to go back and look, but yeah. yeah so we've been back about six, no, five months with it, four or five months with it. But yeah, and since then we've added. Rebecca Mim, who's Yay. here in the armchair again today. Welcome back, Rebecca. How are you, you doing? Doing well. I love that we have almost 52 episodes in the can, and we've been doing this for six years. So it seems with COVID, you know, we had the COVID break there for a while, so yeah, we've been at it for a year and a half, or two, two years. That's what happens, yeah. And, um, you know, for those uh, that are you know, listening to the podcast somewhat in real time. Uh, this is the podcast before Christmas Eve. So Christmas Eve is on uh, Friday. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. That's a day yeah. after tomorrow. Today's yeah. Wednesday. Um, yep. We're recording it's this on here. Wednesday morning. It's crazy, isn't it? Um, what? So we're just going to talk about some Christmas favorites since we've got that, uh, you know, kind of looming. I think a lot of podcasts kind of ask these kinds of questions. I think it's good for us to, to bat them around. So I just want to go around the room. A favorite Christmas movie. Now I will give you a. I'll give you an out too. If you have like a TV special that's not movie length, you can throw <laughs> that in there as well oh, okay. too. So that that can also count. Favorite Good. Christmas movie or TV special, uh, Pastor John. You go. You go ahead. Uh, w- w- we watch Elf without without oh, exception every year. So yeah. that that is a lot of fun. I mean, it depends by favorite. Do, you know, do you mean for content for Jesus stuff or you know what you know? Yeah. So for for the fun of of the season, uh, no question, the movie Elf gets watched uh, all the time in our family, and it's been yeah. fun to watch uh, some of the, you know, the two older grandchildren starting to watch that now, and they're like <laughs> they're, they're they're laughing out loud. That's oh a lot my of fun. gosh, that, that's fun. Do you guys watch it at a specific time, or is it just it just when sometime when, when we're together? Okay. Uh, we'll just say, okay, sit down. Yeah. It's, 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 now it's time. It's, now it's, time. Elf, it's Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell time. I and know they, him. I know him. I, know I love that. The, uh, they actually have a, the, the movies that made us is a series on Netflix. Yeah, yeah I saw that, that one. That's a, that one. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Backstory behind Elf. Dude, that's a good. That's a good one. Rebecca, what about you? Uh, maybe it's a Wonderful Life. Oh, oh and, yeah. And and. and Bailey. Uh, I have a Bailey Brothers Building and Loan shirt on right now nice. that my wife Very made nice. for me because we also love It's a Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. It is one uh, B for me behind Elf. So <laughs> one A, one B. You guys both picked it. I, uh, for for pure Christmas, like, pull at your heartstrings. There's nothing like Jimmy Stewart um, mm-hmm. crying 
at the at the at the bridge. At the bridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that. But but then we we always watch Elf when we're decorating our tree. <laughs> so we have the tree going, and we have Elf, and we so stop you're hanging ornaments and looking at the. Uh, oh, because because well, I should say our tree is our main tree in the house is right next to the TV, so ah, it's like right there. So it's very easy to see. Um, but I could also go my favorite TV special is charlie brown christmas mm. now i did make okay. a faux pas last week in the armchair preaching podcast I went back and listened to it. i'm like zach you're such an idiot i said that sally was the christmas queen that is not correct lucy is the lucy. christmas queen and I, I i apologize that was just a major sin on my part and uh, so i have to repent of that well, just, you know. just so you know all this topic is near and dear to my heart for what's coming up on friday night i'm just gonna leave it at that okay this topic of Movies and messages of Christmas and all that. So you've used them before. What's that? Oh, u- no, I'm I'm leaning into this Friday. For, okay, for Friday night. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, cr- uh, Christmas song, and it can be. Oh come, all you faithful. Oh come, all you <laughs> lay it right out there. Oh come, all you. That's faithful. yours. That is it. When that when that song gets sung. Christmas is here. You know, I would have guessed Santa Baby was or all I want for or you're a Mariah Carey fan. All I want for Christmas oh, is you. That note that only dogs can hear. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. What about you, Rebecca? Um, Joy to the World or Oh Holy Night? Oh yes, Ooh, yes, yes. I, 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 Joy to the World is right up there for me. Um, I really like. I don't know what it is. I, I guess there's so many different versions of it that I appreciate. The first Noel. I, mm-hmm. I really, I, there are a lot of different versions, and every version, I there's a nuance with it. Um, um, a song that has, for some reason, captured my attention recently is In the Bleak Midwinter. Love mm-hmm. that. Um, and, and I'll be honest, up until a few years ago, I don't know that I'd ever heard that song before. I saw it, okay, so this is, uh, I saw it in an episode of The Crown, so on Netflix, you're talking about Netflix, and the king is singing that right before he he dies, uh, mm. King King George V, and ever since then, that song, watching that, and then seeing, you know, I, I'm a big Royals fan, so, you know, I, I get into their history and stuff, and uh, King George V is, a, is kind of a favorite of mine, and watching that scene, whether that's historically accurate or not, the performance is great, and uh, the significance significance of it and that is great and then i love the la- i love the last line of that where and i don't remember the words exactly but it's uh it's, i don't basically the saying i don't have anything to I offer anything you, to give you what i offer you I, yeah. I give it to you which is my heart i give you my heart yeah, yeah. that and that that gets and it's so um uh, opposite of joy to the world which is very glorious Upbeat. and huge and oh come all you faithful very triumphant it's very small it's a very yeah. small uh, song and I love that. Um, Wait a minute, before we get, get, yeah. So, what about songs you you like the you, the last on the playlist? Oh, the ones that you like the least around Christmas time. In the bleak midwinter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Because it is. Yeah. Well, I could see that. No, I could see that. Well, it, you go up to New England and in the middle of winter. It is bleak. Uh, yeah. They play that song and they play it just slower than you can handle. Oh, yeah. And it feels like you're in the bleak. 
midwinter. <laughs> I guess I guess in in, in Florida it, it yeah, feels yeah, it's, a little, it's a little bit Florida. idyllic. You know, today today it's it's like sixty degrees and we've got you know our our warm coats on. Well, so. if it was a fast upbeat number um, in Mid- like midwinter, you know, <laughs> then I could handle it. Okay, I I, I, I hear you. I hear you. One man's uh, trash, another man's. What would you, uh, John? Any any uh, like? Well, the little drummer boy is just poke my eye out with that song. I just, really? It, it just uh, that. I've had, I, I told and I told Tyson uh, Voigt this, who plays drums uh, often on on Sundays. I, and he's a drum professor, and I said that I've seen one version of it. I've heard one version of it that was just it was world drums, and they was, yeah. it was just, they built on it, and they, it got it turned to this moment where they just all started pounding these drums. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah. And of course, I've heard the, you know, for King and Country do that as well, yeah. which is also very cool. But just the ordinary little drummer boy. Yeah. The repetitiveness of it, it's yeah. just like it. It's Plum, like pum, pum, yeah. fingernails on the chalkboard for me. Yeah, you know, I, I so I don't dislike little. I, there's a particular version of Little Drummer Boy I hate, and that's the David Bowie Bing Crosby version. Oh my gosh, I want to. <laughs> bang my I haven't head heard again. that one. <laughs> it's terrible. Two amazing musicians. So go ahead and listen to that one, Rebecca. It might replace in the bleak midwinter. Yeah, no, okay. no, uh, yeah, I because. I don't dislike Little Drummer Boy, but that one I really I yeah. just do not get that. So no, my so my okay, I've two that really grate me. One is um Christmas shoes. Oh my gosh, I can't stand <laughs> Christmas shoes. Did you talk about this recently? Where did where did I hear you talk well, about this? Well the the ceiling tiles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so 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 yeah, so and, and then the other one is uh Mary Did You Know. I, I cannot get behind <laughs> Mary Did You Know. Did you ever like that song? Never. That question. So from day never. one you never liked it? Because my, my answer to that question is yeah yeah she knew, she knew. Yeah, she it's in the angel. scripture it's in the bible it, she knows what's happening here now did she get the full weight of it when she's you know a you know an unwed pregnant mother probably not but yeah. really and, and even that moment when when later on when she, she and the brothers are trying to think jesus has kind of lost lost it and they're trying to get him out and then he says who your brother your brother here yeah they're like they're there because they thought he's gone off the deep gone end crazy so yeah she might not have fully grasp it but the disciples didn't fully grasp it either yeah so. nobody did nobody did but yeah so that it part partially too because it's it's just i don't know man <laughs> i'm this is where i get i get really grinchy because it's like the, so christmas shoes it's because it's just the epitome of like i i can get behind a hallmark movie my, my wife oh. love hallmark what loves hallmark movies i can get by i can sit there and watch a hallmark movie but christmas shoes is like a vat of syrup poured into a coffee mug full of peppermint and and then you know i, so I don't know i don't know this is gonna this 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 podcast is gonna take an ugly turn if we yeah, keep talking okay. about that yeah, so right. what's the so, last next question no that's it that's it oh no no last question last question um so we, we've got christmas eve coming up ah yes christmas eve services what's your favorite part of and and rebecca this is your first christmas eve here yes but Christmas Eve services are roughly there's a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. So what's your favorite part of any Christmas Eve service you've been a part of? The carols. Yeah. Singing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What is it about the carols with that? The theology in the carols, uh, the proclamation in the carols, the the message of the carols. I mm-hmm. just love it. My favorite time of year. I love it when when you can really because it's 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 also the time of year you know the congregation is going to sing. Mhm. And there are moments where you can just be quiet and just the 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 sound of the congregation. Mm-hmm. That's that's huge. Yeah, I love that. I love that. What about you, John? Well, I think uh, the, uh, the 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 eleven o'clock. We were talking about this in staff the other day. I, I really like the eleven o'clock service, and uh, I like the fact that it begins quiet 
and it's very meditative. Uh, there's communion w- with that, and that and that we end on Christmas Day. I mean, yeah. that's that. I, I I love that because it's uh, mainly because everything that it, that the month is all about, and it's it's crazy for I think everybody. I, I don't know anybody who's like not like yeah adding layers of things onto their lives with the, between the shopping and the party and the baking and all the extra things and around here in the church we have so many events going on but that's all done yeah everything's all done and if you, even if you have christmas eve parties they're, they're all done yeah and you show up at the 11 o'clock service and i've always tried you know one year and we did the uh, we did hammered dulcimer this is in uh, my first church out of yeah. seminary somebody played the hammered dulcimer for the for the oh. entire prelude music which is this beautiful you know almost celtic sound mm-hmm. uh, for the for the prelude music and I, that was the first year i really said I really felt what I'm describing right now, which is like, oh man, it's been so crazy, and I'm just like, I want to sit here forever, mm. and mm. because everything that this season is about, it gets crystallized in that last in these moments that we have together at, at that late night service, going leading into Christmas Eve. So yeah. that, and and of course, you know, singing Silent Night at the end with the yeah. candles mm-hmm. and turning that out. There's just there's something about that unity, yeah, uh, where we are a community of believers and we're, we're united, mm-hmm. and whatever else may divide us, whatever goofiness is inside of us. Mm-hmm. In that moment, we're having we're having this time before yeah. The, before God. Yeah, for me, it's the candlelight at the end. It's yeah. it's the candlelight because, I, you know, I've been in churches all over the world, and and without fail, the Christmas Eve service ends with candle right. congregational candlelight. And, and, and this year, and this we're year, have the peace light. Yeah, as the, the candlelight. Yeah, and for those that don't know, Rebecca, why don't you just. For the people that okay. missed the video, can you just tell us a little bit about what that is? The International Peace Light is when um, there's a grotto in the traditional birthplace of Jesus in Bethlehem, Israel, and an eternal flame is in there. Yeah. And so Austrian scouts will go and light the, their lanterns with that flame, take it back to Europe, share it all over the place so that you know they share it with another person, two people have the light, then they share it four people, and then 16 Anyway, the light then gets flown over to the United States and gets spread all over North America. And it has made it here to First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland. So we will actually have the light from Bethlehem that has been passed person to person to be with us for Christmas Eve service. So we're going to be singing uh, about peace on earth. We're mm-hmm. going to actually have that light that represents that and the faith that has been passed from person to person. I mean, it's just really special, and yeah. we'll have it in our service. Yeah, I, I'm so glad that we were able to do that. You came into my office right when you first got here and asked me about it. I was like, that's a, never heard of that, but that's a really cool idea. And you talked mm-hmm. to John. John was John, you were the scout for FPC to go get it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. Yeah. a week ago? Yeah, last Sunday. Last Sunday. Yeah. And, um, and yeah. last night we actually had somebody from West Palm Beach, West Palm Beach come and pick it up. So oh, yeah, we, yeah, we passed it on to others. Yeah. And it, I mean, that gives me a little bit of chills as the outreach evangelism guy, just to think <laughs> about the, the metaphor of that itself, you know, the exponential growth of that light from one flame that that uh, represents the the eternality of the 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 shining light of jesus christ mm-hmm. out of bethlehem uh for so that's why that candlelight is going to be extra special this year mm-hmm. but it also to me it's like when that candlelight moment churches of of all denominations mm-hmm. of all sorts of you know worship styles i mean modern worship services contemporary worship services um high church services classic services tradi- i mean all the gamut they end with it's it's not sac it's not a sacrament 
obviously. It's but, a lowercase s. But it feels <laughs> sacramental in yes, a lot of ways because there's a commonality to it. There's a, a presence. Yeah, and and so I, I love that. And um, yes, yeah, Silent Night. That I just I'm I, I get I get like a little kid every yep. time, and I always I like to turn around and kind of look at the whole you know congregation just and then there's a little part of the the flesh in me that goes please don't light anybody's hair on fire or <laughs> that's happened before um oh. you know it's happened before not here yeah. but it has happened before yeah, the, basic, the basic things like if you're going to light your candle you tilt you know, tilt tilt the, candle that's the not person yeah, yeah the person receiving it tilts the candle. yeah it's all but i still love that i mean even yeah. even that kind of the the nuts and bolts of explaining it and then watching people like little kids for the very first time making that memory of of taking the light from yeah, their parents. I mean, that's just cool. Mm-hmm. That's just really cool. And what a great image of the the light of Jesus Christ coming into the world. And, you know, that leads us to this this fourth Sunday in Advent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rebecca was in the classic service. John, you were in uh, modern worship service. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about shepherds. Yep. Shepherds and angels. And Mary, a little bit. Yeah, she was uh, had a big role in that in this story. Yeah. Yeah, she's you know, she's kind of important. She's a little <laughs> bit important. Rebecca, where were you? so you had a a really cool opening approach talking really going through the, redemptive history. Redemptive history. I love. <laughs> this, is the, this is the second time I want to know the second time that we've had this conversation with Rebecca. I know. She took us through redemptive history to get to the to land on the scripture of the day. So I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your thought process about beginning there with redemptive history uh leading to the shepherds and angels there? I guess that's just where my mind goes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I don't know if I had like a, an intentional thought at that moment um just sort of jumping into the story. Um, originally, I actually wrote a different sermon and oh, really? <laughs> ditched it and rewrote a whole new one. So, um, what was it? Was was there anything it, like, well, that set that off? Well, it's going to be off? comparing Herod's response to the shepherd's response. And, oh, wow. Um, mention Rome briefly in that as well because they had no response, um, but was focusing on that. But then I thought, no, you know, we're really talking about. Um, the shepherds here and i want to focus more on the shepherds well i thought it was cool because you know in week one of this series you know we're talking about the john one one passage mm-hmm. and then the there's a, there's all this created order stuff we, we've then we went through a lot of the the temple tabernacle holy place holy place so there there was some redemptive historical kind of approach to building this all out and so mm-hmm. i was like man that's just what a way to tie that bow together what was the the thing that you were like i really want to get this across this week when you're when you're approaching this passage with shepherds and and angels responding to the presence um that was the sermon title so i wanted to to focus in on that and hammer that point home yeah yeah and john you you really went into the bethlehem scene right off the bat which i thought was really cool and again advantage in vine is you can show a picture um which is i think if anyone's visited Bethlehem, they go to the shepherd's field. That's the picture that you have. That's a picture I have on my, you know, my computer. I'm sure you've seen it a bunch of times, Rebecca. Um, so where were your, where was your mentality going with the, the 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 passage? Well, I said part of it is that is that the, these stories, and really, as I think back, at, uh, with maybe the exception of John one, because that's more esoteric. It's more mm-hmm. he backs up and goes he goes you know widescreen you know, view before he gets into the 
you know, dwelling and becoming flesh. But most of these stories are immersive types of stories. You know, you really, we need to put ourselves in these moments here mm-hmm. to just to, to, to try and experience them for what they were. And so I wanted to give the the listeners a, a moment where they could enter into the story, feel like they're part of the story, describe the details of that story so that you can come out of that and say, okay, because as Rebecca said, the theme of this is, well, how do you respond to this? So and one of it, part of it was just give them an immersive experience into the story. And then uh, the I guess the other part of it was to, to really say that that when we have and and I came back to this topic of the presence of God. I spent some time just mm-hmm. saying this is you know what does it mean because when you do have that immersive experience in this particular story, yeah, but I don't know if anybody's ever told a story like that. You know, what do I do? How do I how do I fit that into my own personal experiences? So I wanted to deal with that in order to get to the point of um, doing the response. One of the things that you both did, but you approached it at, at kind of at different angles, which I, I'd love to hear you guys talk a little bit about this, is um, the response based on um, the, 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 the natural kind of uh, what naturally happens when you're around something that's impactful. So, yeah. you know, Rebecca, you went, went with the, the idea of when you're immersed in a, a, a situation, you talked about your friend who had, who had an adopted brother right. and they looked alike, mm-hmm. but that's because they spent time together. Right. And you talked about your time in Vietnam and how mm-hmm. you ad- adopted a, a kind of a, Soft spokenness. Spo- soft spokenness, which I thought was hilarious. Like, just, <laughs> your family said you're the loud one. Uh-huh. You know, like, yeah. Can you hear? Can you hear her anymore? I was like, What's going on? But but how the sh- you know the when present your lo- when your loved one when someone that you are really you know, close to you says I love you and just mm-hmm. your your reaction to that yeah. and you care for that the, the sports when analogy the which I particularly winning. loved uh, yeah. that yeah. one. So yeah yeah I know you love we'll that one. Get them when we can. Right. Yeah. Get them when you can. Um, but so you went that angle with that presence of God does and John you went with the excitement angle right which was also kind of the sports Mm -hmm. angle too but you really leaned into that whole thing um so i wonder you know when you're looking at that the the how the response from the shepherds kind of played out um what do you know what was going through your mind what what do you imagine their their emotional tenor was john you, you, you one of the things you said which i this is the thing i love about scripture right you go back to the scripture and you still see things new, and that's mm-hmm. why you—that's why we li- listen to other preachers. It's a, such a blessing for us as preachers to be able to hear other preachers all the time. But you said something that I never caught before: the shepherds were not commanded to go to see the baby; they right. just went. They were compelled, and I thought that was great. So, what was your kind of what jumped out at you when you're thinking of the the shepherds' response there? You know. Well, yeah, that was one thing that, and I hadn't thought that thought until I came back to it again this year uh, myself. And then, I, and I look, I looked at it and I said, "Well, look at that. They're actually going, and it says that when you get there, here's what you're going to find." But never did they say with this amazing moment that they had. They never were said, "Go." And then when you get there, say these words. Nothing that 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 really stood out. But you know, clearly, clearly from the enthusiasm that they had, a to leave their sheep behind. Yeah. Think about that. Mm-hmm. I didn't even talk about that. That's the cutting room floor stuff. They left their sheep's sheep behind. Yeah. Later on in scripture, With haste. Be, uh, there, l- later on in scripture, there'll be stories about that. Yeah, <laughs> leaving leaving some behind for other reasons in, in that case. Mm-hmm. But but they left their sheep behind and they they went quickly to the to the city and clearly from their um, talking to Mary and talking to others and all the people. It, the, if people are going to be amazed, it means they've heard this story presented in an amazing way. 
yeah. because that's why they're blown away by, by, mm-hmm. by the story. So, so there's enthusiasm and energy behind the storytelling, and it makes sense because they've had this you know, in, impactful moment in their, in their life. And then they go home, and they're doing, and they're doing the same thing. They're praising and glorifying mm-hmm. God when they go, go back home. So I, just wanted to, I really wanted to capture that because clearly that's in the text, and I wanted to yeah. capture that in the, in the story. Yeah, what about you, Rebecca, the, with, the, with the response side of things? Um, seeing the angel the shepherds and angels yeah the the words they went with haste and they shared the message and they returned glorifying and praising god i mean those are their responses and we can't dismiss that i mean it's it shows their excitement just like john said i mean it shows the the impact it had on their lives and yeah it's fantastic was there some was there stuff that you felt like man if I had more time to flesh this out Rebecca you talked a little bit about having a whole nother sermon kind of prepped with the with comparing responses was there mm-hmm. other things that it, as you approached this this side of the message or or this particular message you're like yeah if I had I guess I could have fleshed out more of the option that the shepherds did have. I mean, if they really did have an option, I mean, how can you (laughs) not respond the way that they did? Um, But Herod did, um, clearly did. He found it a threat um, and tried to destroy the threat. And all of Jerusalem was scared along with Herod, too. um, So they considered it a a scary, terrifying thing as well. or they could have just said, you know what, we're hallucinating, you know, mass hallucination, you know, <laughs> and never so, speak about it we're, again. We're hanging out with yeah. with with sheep all night. Oh, yeah. We're at this fire. And Somebody, these aliens come down. Just, yeah, I mean, they could have convinced themselves of that. Yeah. yeah. What about what about you, John? Well, what else did you well, leave out? And just one thing, I I really enjoyed about what you had to say was um, you were talking about the, the I mean, really the glory of, of God that was shining around the, this in this moment here, and you 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 sat with the theme of light again. You came back. Mm-hmm. To Light, but you made it. You made a two two points about that light. Right. One is the physical light, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. you need to see by and all. Just, just but in then the being enlightened. Can you talk right. a little bit more about that? And well, and what? I mean, it goes back to creation too, um, and of course that's reflected in Jesus being the light of the world. You know, when we don't have light, we don't know where we're going. Uh, there's danger. There's risk. We're vulnerable. When light comes, we have order and beauty, and um, we can. See the, see the path clearly and walk the path uh, with intention and purpose and confidence. Um, and Jesus is the light, and Jesus came into the world. And uh, But it's theoretical as well as um, practical, and I mean, there's just so many layers to it. Um, you, know, you could do five sermons, you know, easily on just the topic of light. Yeah. And Jesus talks about light and, well, the Gospels in several different ways. So, light's a big illustration to be used well, I just really love that the, there was the physical light, but then there was the enlightened mm-hmm. shepherds. Right. And I thought that was really cool. I, I hadn't thought about it that way. That there's the, the light comes is manifest in multiple ways in this story. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Rebecca. Pax Romana. You talked about the Roman peace message and the gospel that Rome had. The, fantastic. I, I was like, yes, preach it, <laughs> John. I just, I mean, that could be a sermon in and of itself. You know that there were two gospels at the time and um, the overlap of language for both those gospels and. Very exciting. Yeah. Qu- well, qu- choirs singing praises to Caesar Augustus. Right. For the peace that he brought on earth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then there's this moment where the choir- choirs from heaven singing praises to God for the peace that God brings on earth through when, Jesus Christ. When you think about the thought process behind Luke's, uh, Luke's description of the, the, the announcement of Jesus' birth, 
and to whom you know we always you know we look at that and you guys both talked about the shepherds and, and john you talked about kind of their 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 social standing a little bit there but it's just so 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 odd because as the romans were were having choirs singing about the the peace of caesar augustus you know they were going to you know the the city centers and they were going and, and yet the angels are going to the outskirts of this nondescript town. Yeah, They're not yeah. going mm-hmm. to Jerusalem. They're, you know, yeah, the corner of the empire and and out in the fields. Yes, yeah, that is quite a con- geography is quite a contrast here between the the geography of the up and coming yeah. and the center of it all, of the power and those without. Yeah, which is you know this is why I mean we we we've kind of been geeking out on the story of of Advent. I'm so glad we get to talk about it a little bit Me more too. because I, I I read I don't know about you guys but I read article after article about you know, how to avoid pastoral burnout with Advent messages, you know, preaching burnout, right? And I'm just like, how do you get burned out on this? Because mm-hmm. you said it, Rebecca, you could preach five sermons on any one of these aspects, right? Mm-hmm. You could, we could preach a whole another series on the contrasting messages. You could preach a whole another series on, you know, just light and, and you know, so it's just. Well, to, 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 to Dr. Bartow's point and from the one I was mentioning in the sermon, what, what you're describing is you both have been impressed by this text yeah. enough to know that there's an right. endless supply of energy and joy and messaging and, and hope. And, and everything that kind of gospel that comes out of all of these texts, and I feel the same way. That it's just, you know, the the challenging part is to is to call out the part so that you're you're focusing on, you know, preaching one sermon. Basically, the challenging yeah. part is to preach one sermon, and not try not try and preach fourteen sermons. It, that that is definitely the challenge. Right? That As is Rebecca, a challenge. Rebecca wrote two sermons this week. Right? So, so, I did. That's right. So I just closing out. You know, this is the last uh, the last um, message of of Advent. We have obviously Christmas Eve services this this weekend. I, as we talked about these images um, that you see in the the Christmas story in Scripture, is there one particular image that has been particularly impactful for you this Christmas, uh, this Advent season? Is there one image out of the out of the whether it's a scene or it's a metaphor that Scripture uses? Has there been one that has really impressed you more than others? Not that any one of them wouldn't impress you, but has there been one that has impressed you more? By, by image, do you mean literally part of the story? Any, image any or, yeah, or sort of metaphorical. Yeah, either metaphorical. It, it could be all of the above. Is yeah. there been one kind of? So, I, so I'll just kick it yeah. off. So for me, you know, I keep going back to the Joseph that that Joseph story. You know, the 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 for me the the moment that really stands out, and it has been the image I've come back to the last couple Christmases is this moment of decision. While he was considering these things, the angel shows up and changes his whole world. You know, he's mm-hmm. considering how to divorce Mary. It's not if he's going to divorce her; it's how he's going to divorce her. And the angel changes, and then obedience just immediately. He doesn't. He doesn't continue to consider after this. He doesn't ponder it any further. He's he's resolute. He's he's obedience, and I just I I I just. My prayer has been for myself that that would that it would be so for my life. That given hmm. option A or B, when God shows up with option C, that it's not even an option anymore. It's hmm. God's God's option. So that's that's been for me. What what about you, John? I think I, I think the the reason for the series to begin with the, the whole the theme of the series on the presence of God. 
Um, and now that I'm unpacking some of what might have been more below the surface and didn't even come out in the planning stages of it, although we, I, I, in the narrative I wrote, write about this, it was in there. Is that we've been through a lot as a people. Yeah, we've been we've been dealing with this pandemic and all the divisiveness that we know we all know too well. Um, that we've been we've been through a lot as a people, and there's something about that Joseph and the visit from the angel and and then and then Zechariah with the visit from the, the angel and then now the shepherds with the visit from the angels and so these the 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 fact that God shows up in the middle of the darkness in the case of this this story the the different type of darkness in the case of Joseph in his story the plans for making the divorce and the the childlessness for for Zechariah the world that was living in darkness to go back to week one of this whole thing that and now our present darkness of this just really the distress that's out there the I think I think for me the 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 moment is God showing up right then God yes. showing up in those moments God showing up in those moments and now God showing up to us in the middle of everything that we're going through as a mm-hmm. people God showing up in the middle of all this and even God with us which is what we're going to be talking about on Christmas mm-hmm. Eve Emmanuel mm-hmm. is that same theme continued it is in the middle of all and it reminds me now that I'm saying it, it reminds me of uh, when the people when in Isaiah 40 when the people have uh, clearly the the judgment that has been forewarned about has come to pass and now the shift takes place in Isaiah where now it's words from not hey watch out to hey okay it happened yeah speak tenderly to Jerusalem and then we and that in that great passage and we use it at our funeral services and we use it in other places as well when God wants to talk to people who are in distress what's the first thing he does in Isaiah 40:28 he says have you not heard mm-hmm. have you not known have you forgotten who I am let me remind you who I am I am this God. Mm-hmm. And so I think, I think that's a long way of saying that has been most impactful for me um, in, in this series because I know that we've been dealing with a lot and God has shown up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you, Rebecca? Uh, the same message. I'm not going to be able to say it as eloquently and <laughs> passionately as John, but um, just the whole idea of the incarnation that you know God mm-hmm. comes into our chaos and God um, – is present with us and and helps guide us and lead us and redeem us and um, prepare a way for us. I mean, it's just epic. Yeah. Epic. When you even kicked off your message, you know, talking about the creation, the tohu wavohu kind of thing, <laughs> the, the great chaos, and, and that's where God shows up. He's been showing up mm-hmm. in that great chaos since since in the beginning wasn't even a thing, mm-hmm. since he invented in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then over and over and over again, and he does it throughout the Christmas message mm-hmm. and he does it in our lives. And wow, what a what a great story and, and what a great um hope, right? For yeah, us. I mean absolutely. that's 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 the whole point of this. And so for anyone who's missed any one of these these messages in our series uh, called Presence, uh, I encourage you go back to our website, fpclakeland.org, watch it on YouTube, watch both services. It's a great uh, opportunity. If you've got a few days off, uh, have the messages on, and then go back and listen to armchair preaching uh, us discuss those messages because they have been really, I think, impactful messages. And, and I say that um, humbly as one who was privileged to, to preach into this series as well. Uh, Armchair Preaching is available anywhere you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, um, uh, Spotify, or SoundCloud. Uh, we have all the links on our website under the Sermon Archive tab, fpclakeland.org. Be sure, whatever podcast platform you use, to hit the subscribe button so you get notified when a new episode drops, and be sure to share it with your friends. 
Rebecca, John, Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas to you and everybody. We'll see you on Friday night, God willing. Friday and night, 530, 8 o'clock or 11. All three are candlelight services. Please do not mistake. All of them are going to end with candlelight service. Hope you heard that. And then something special on Sunday as well. Sup, something special on Sunday. One service at 1030 in the sanctuary. So be sure you check us out. Thank you guys once again. And uh, we'll see everyone again next time in 2022. We'll be back the first week in January with a new episode of Armchair Preaching. We'll see you guys next time.